This Hawk Talk is brought to you by the NSU Wesley Foundation. The NSU Wesley is a Methodist campus ministry dedicated to serving the community. Every week, they serve a free lunch for NSU students, faculty, and staff from 11 to 2 on Wednesdays. This is quickly followed by Club Sammy, a program geared towards feeding those with food insecurity in the community. Finals week, students can get free breakfast, lunch, and dinner from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. at 405 South Going Snake Street, Tahlequah, OK. For more information, call 918-822-1913. Hello, welcome to Hot Talk Teenies Podcast. I'm staying down today with Coach Fala, head coach for the Lady Riverhawks, and Courtney Lee, SL Soft Forward. They are here to discuss about the women's basketball season, seeking to make the MIAA Conference Tournament and the NCAA Division II Tournament. Thank you both for taking the time to sit with me. Let's find out more about the women's basketball team. Uh, my first question to Coach Fala. Uh, the team started off great, going 4-1, and one, then on to a six-game six losing streak. Uh, what was not coming together for the team? and What was the reroute to help get back on track? Great question, Peyton. First, uh, thanks for having us and hosting us here today. And um, Hawk Talk, thank you for uh, providing an opportunity for us to share about our women's basketball team. Uh, we had a great start to the season. I think a lot of that had to do with uh, the competition. I think we're, we were in a position early on where we were playing teams that were not quite as established as us and, and even on the same level. Uh, but we had a good start. The girls were playing well together. Coming, They were just anxious to get started. So it was nice for them to uh, get on the court. And they, they played well together. And we had a lot of home games, which really helped us. I think when you talk about the games that we dropped thereafter, two of them were on the road to two really, really good teams that were ranked in the top 25 at the time. And so I think uh, we probably got stunned a little bit on the road. And then when we came back, we were in finals. And I think their mental space was really more focused on academics, less basketball, which is a part of the job for them. Um, But I think it worked almost as a distraction in the wrong way. But, you know, they're young. And I think that's a big part of, you know, the up and down that we've uh, faced. We don't have any seniors throughout our leadership and who's doing what. And had some great contributions from younger players. We really had a team made up of role players from a year ago. So for them to step into bigger roles and have bigger expectations, I think we saw a little bit of a roller coaster there. And I honestly didn't know how young you guys were until I looked at the roster and you see like mostly sophomore, freshman, and like maybe th- two or three juniors. And I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. But the way you guys were performing was, was also really good too. And I, I like that a lot. Uh, what has been the team motto and why you guys stuck to that as well? Well, you, that's a great question. I was just asking and Courtney, do we really have a motto? I don't know that we have a motto as much as we want to just be a team that competes together. And and I think we have a great chemistry. The girls love each other. They're really a phenomenal group of women. But I don't I don't know that we just bought into one specific motto as much as we bought into let's try to compete every day and find out what happens. Your team leader for points per game is Ashton Hackler, averaging 13.9 a game. Uh, what change have you seen in practice for her to perform the way she is? Well, a year ago, Ashton had some off and on starting opportunities as a freshman. I've got lots of experience, I think, as a freshman. And coming into her sophomore year, I think what changed for her is she accepted and and relishes in the role of of leading uh, by example through her voice. She's a really responsible player in general, uh, in person. Uh, She's like the team mom a little bit. I think they kind of make fun of her. You could ask Courtney about that. But but Ashton has put in the work 
she had a she had a very deter she has a very determined attitude and and that's what you see every day she's a, a competitor true and true every day she comes out and competes and makes our team better in practice and then so for it to transition to the court it, it seems like a natural for her but she's she's always been very gifted uh, coach Paul, the student section has expanded this year for the team how does that energy assist you guys to get the win no doubt uh, that's been a big blessing for our for our team to be able to play in front of a crowd at home and our student section is doing a great job. I, th- I think a lot of that is driven by our fraternities and sororities, our Greek life, um, along with other student athletes that are coming to games. It makes a difference to the girls. They play better. It's a lot more fun. They, they create an energy in the gym outside of what the girls are doing on the court. And so it just heightens everything that they're attempting to do. And it's been a lot of fun. I mean, they're pretty rowdy and, and can really get into it, which um, drives the energy of our team as well. Yes, I love that. And according to you being the second leading scorer, averaging 12 points a game uh, from, from your previous freshman year, uh, what shift did you make to keep how well you've been playing? Well, I think it's mainly because I had a good game my freshman year and in my head, it just kind of clicked like, wow, I can do this. I'm able to do this. Like, I just got to work on it. So over the summer, I went home. I worked on getting stronger and perfecting a couple of those moves that I knew had been working and just really went from there. And what growth do you see yourself mostly on and off the court? I think my leadership is starting to grow a little bit. I'm finding myself being able to talk more in front of other people. Instead of just sitting back and let other people make decisions, I'm getting in there and putting some thought into it. And I think it's starting to finally show up a little bit. Uh, what impact has Coach Fala put on you since you began your journey here? Um, I think her confidence has given me more confidence. Like we had a meeting the other day and I'm not really a three point shooter. All my points come from right around the paint. And I expressed that to her that I'd like to be able to do more outside shooting. It was just my confidence wasn't there. And then in practice yesterday or the day before I attempted a three and I missed it and she could just tell on my face so like dang like I was really upset about it and I could just hear from across the court like shake it off Courtney that was a good shot like you needed to do more of that so I think just her having confidence in me is helping me to have confidence in myself and be able to do those things I love that I love that another question for Courtney uh, what advice would you give for student athletes trying to stay above classes social life doing weights and you know just all the etc for me it really helped to find a couple of really good friends who are also on the team who will keep me accountable. So my best friends are my roommates and we go to weights together. We go eat lunch together. We study together. We do all that together. And it just, it really helps me as far as keeping accountable and still having fun while doing it. What are your study hours like and how does it accumulate each week? Well, we have study tables two times a week where we go and we put away our technology and just study and do homework for two hours each time. I usually typically do my studying and homework at night when I get back to my suite, usually spend an hour, an hour and a half trying to do that and just get caught up or even a little bit ahead, especially if I know that we're going to have games coming up. So uh, for both of you guys, who was y'all's role models growing up inspiring your passion for basketball? Well, I just I come from a competitive family. So my dad was immediately like we were in sports from a really young age. He never really played basketball, but that was just a sport that I loved. And so once he figured that out, he pushed me to be my best always. And I guess that's where my role model and passion comes from. Yeah, I think probably my same. My family is um, we're a sports family. We always grew up playing sports and my mom played a junior college basketball. And that was kind of a route that I took. I would maybe say on the professional side or college side, Lisa Leslie, I'm from California. She 
played at SC. So I think that probably was, she was the big deal. And so you grew up watching her and then the WNBA started just when I was still in high school. So it was kind of a, women's basketball was a big deal as it, we were starting to see professional athletes coming out of it. So um, probably a little bit there, but I, I just, I actually was a volleyball player and fell in love with basketball. I played volleyball and I thought that that was my ticket to college and, and to life after um, high school. But I got introduced to basketball in high school and I just, I love the sport. I love the team atmosphere. I love the, the energy. It's a different energy, volleyball and basketball and a lot different conditioning too. But um, I just fell in love with the sport and enjoyed it. And so um, I loved watching it. You know, I love watching NBA too. And Allen Iverson was really kind of somebody on the guard side that I love watching. And of course, Michael Jordan. And oh, always, always. You know, yeah, the whole 90s basketball scene was uh, very different than it is now. But those were people that I enjoyed watching and trying to mimic my game after a little bit. So cool how women's basketball, women's sports in general has shifted in the past few years because I think it was ABC. I know this is off topic from basketball, but um, I think OU softball finally got to um, showcase their, I think, super regional game on ABC for the first time in history. So it's just crazy how women's sports in general has just shifted. And I love it. I love women's sports. I grew up watching my sister and I just grew up such a fan. And, you know, it was just it was awesome. You know what I'm saying? But um, I really love both of those answers. Uh, the previous game against RSU, achieving the victory of a 72 to 48 win. Uh, the team was 87 percent from the free throw line, 43.4 from the field goals. Um, only lost the lead once. What was the difference between the first matchup to this one? I think that we finally started to transition some of our practice things into our game. For the last week before we played them, we've been having excellent practices, and each day it just kept getting better and better, and we kept building. There was competition between each side of like the practice teams, and we were just fueling each other to get the win, I think. Yeah, I think... Courtney hit the nail on the head. We we had had some great practices. We also had some really great meetings that week, individual player meetings, where I think a lot of our team was, we were struggling with lose, with loss in general and um, just the frustration that that created. And uh, I think we were concentrating a little more on those losses than we, we needed to. And so the week before RSU, just getting the girls uh, comfortable relaxed. And I thought that's the way they played. They played competitively, but they seemed to relax. They weren't scared of making mistakes. And that was a big part of, I think, uh, the struggle in the previous game. So it was nice to see them release that and just play some good basketball, good team oriented basketball. It was a complete team effort. I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. And I was glad that they took care of business there. I also seen that like a lot of NSU people travel to RSU because again it's such a rival game as well and that's what I loved about it. Um, if you see your girl struggling even off the court, what do you try to do as as best just to help them and motivate? Sure, I mean, they're young people, so um, you know technology uh, rules the roost typically. But there's a lot of uh, you know other things, other factors that happen uh, that create stress for them, and so I try to just try to ask them. I try to make sure the basketball is a release for that where they can just go focus on basketball and not have to think about the other things. But typically when our team is struggling or, or a player I see is struggling, I try to kind of dive in a little bit. Hey, you, you okay? How's your day going? Just trying to check in a little bit. Sometimes uh, private text messaging and private calls uh, uh, help with that a, a lot as well. They can be a little close to the vest with when they're going through something, but you can always kind of tell um, just in the way that they're playing that there's probably some something there. Um, and so just trying to um, get them to focus 
focus on basketball so they don't have to uh, think about whatever else is stressing them. It could be life. I mean, it could be school. It could be, you know, a comment that was made a week ago. For, you know, it's like literally anything. And so uh, you just try to be there and be a sounding board for them and uh, talk them through, you know, life is uh, can be short, but I want them to enjoy their lives. I want them to have fun and um, think about this experience of being a college athlete and, and be one that um, they're really proud of and really excited to share about. And so I just try to dive in that way. What I like to do is like, I like to find them one-on-one and just talk to them and ask them if they're okay, if there's anything that I can do. So I know like when I'm down, I don't necessarily want people to like ask me stuff because I feel like what if they're pitying me or something, but I know that's not the case with like my team. I just want them to know that I'm there for them. If there's anything that I can do, I will do it for them. And I think our entire team is like that. Like if anyone sees anyone struggling, they're going to pick them up as best they can. I know one of my teammates, Jaylee, anytime like I'll miss a shot, even if it's a tough shot that I had to take, she'll come up behind me and she'll just like have me on the back. She'll be like, hey, you got that. You make that shot all the time. So they're always going to instill confidence in each other. And I think that's just, that's the biggest part of our team is that we all love each other and we do our best to show it oh for sure and these four years go by i mean so fast it's not even funny like it's too quick really um you guys have six regular season games left you guys need to secure at least two wins to make the conference tournament so what is the strategy to get the victories in the upcoming games well we definitely like to be more than two and i think two would be really even a minimum i think we need to be more than that to get in and that's something we've talked about as a team. We've looked at at the standings. They're well aware of our situation. I think they know we've dropped some games that we uh, shouldn't have. And so now we're in a, a more challenging predicament as far as trying to get into the conference tournament. So I think the goal and the strategy is uh, preparing every day for the next day and the next day and the next day. And ho- hopefully that carries over. Like Courtney had mentioned earlier, our, our practices last week carried over into our game and they played confidently and they played with a lot of passion and energy. And and that's going to need to be a staple no matter what we do. Um, we've got two home games this week. They're both going to be very challenging games, but I think uh, preparation is a part of that. We've played both of these teams uh, coming up. So I think there's an, there's an idea of what to expect there, but we're going to have to play better. We lost on the road to them. So uh, these are two games that we're going to want to get back. And then we go on the road and we split with those next teams, Newman and UCL. So we're going to want to um, get Newman back for sure on the road and then um, take care of business at UCL, which is always a tough place uh, to play. And then, of course, our last Last games are um, at home with Lincoln, who we owe one to again, and then uh, UCM, who's really having a phenomenal season. So we've got our work cut out for us, but this is a great group of hardworking girls that they want to get into the tournament really badly. So they're willing to do the work. They're not going to shy away from the challenge of things, but execution will be important for us. We will have to execute our game plans, uh, stick to uh, taking care of the principles and fundamentals of the game. And of course, uh, playing well, you know, we got to put the ball in the basket and and play together defensively uh, to get the stops that are necessary to, to move us into those that win column and put us in position to get to the MIAA tournament. I love that. And what do you and Jason Havens uh, really learn from each other and how you guys like incorporate you guys as some practices and everything? Yeah. So we have a interesting uh, practice schedule in the fall semester. The men's team practices first and then we go right behind them and, and it's flip um, for the spring semester. So what I enjoy about watching Jay's team's practice and play is um, the intensity that they play at. I mean, he really has his players playing hard. And what I enjoy is going in and watching his practices and and watching how they move the ball. We have similar um, upbringings in NSU basketball a little bit with our uh, what we learned as college athletes and probably carried that over a little bit 
along with things we learned from other coaches as well. But we both kind of run a, a motion offense. So uh, that's our, our base. And we're able to feed off that. I like the way that he does a lot of different quick hitters out of that and how he got, has his guys playing. And I think it's good even for my ladies to be able to go in and watch practice. And, and we've watched practices. Of course, we're on the road with them. We get to watch games as well. And so it's really nice to be able to watch a team having that success and, and wanting that for my team too. And so encouraging some of those concepts that he's teaching is a good way to steal, steal a little bit from him and uh, use it with our ladies, which they're, you know, they're already thinking about and looking at as well. So it's, it's a good relationship. I'm happy to have it. And, you know, of course, having another NSU alum on the other no, side yeah, yeah. is pretty neat. It really is. Coach Follow, uh, we have a new, you know, assistant coaches, you know, just a new staff this year. So what's, what has been different between that and last year? Sure. Yeah, that's been um, definitely a part of the change last year. So Eddie, my assistant, Coach B, we call him. He's He was a head coach at a junior college before and had had a had stops at different um, NAIs and um, JUCO. So he brought a lot of experience to the table. And so I'm happy for that. He's brought a lot to the practices and what different drills that we're doing this year. Um, he's more of a one-on-one, quiet, laid back, and I'm more of the voice <laughs> in practice. I, I I was just on him a little bit like, come on, use your voice because he's got great insight and the girls really respond well to him. What he's brought to the table is an energy um, that's very different from mine, which is good to stabilize, uh, you know, our practice and and what the girls are hearing. Sometimes it's just who you're hearing it from. And uh, we'll be saying the same exact thing, but it'll resonate with them coming from him and vice versa. So, and the other part is that we have two graduate assistants, of course, uh, Megan and Morgan Lee, who played for me for four years and they have done a fantastic job of filling in that role of graduate assistant and kind of figuring it out. It's a lot of the not fun, not recognized jobs, laundry and packing up the travel bags and pulling their gear out for them and, and all the little tedious things, but they have gotten really good at it where I don't have to think about it. I mean, it's just done. So uh, they've done a fantastic job there. And also, um, you know, just being on the other side of playing because they're so fresh, uh, they get it. And so it's really nice to have someone that someone's both of them to, um, be able to kind of connect with the girls too. I mean, they still have friendships because they were teammates with most of them, but also the girls do a really great job of really giving that respect to them as well, since now they're on the other side of things. But they they bring a lot to practice. They help practice um, from time to time, and those are always really, really great um, days for our team where uh, we can get subs. We only have 10, so when we go five on five, we have no subs. Uh, so every once in a while when the tw- twins will jump in there, that's really helpful. But, but overall, the staff has done a nice job. It's been a transition year for that and for me too just um, you know I had Heidi Messer for four or five years so that was very different for me this year but it's it's gone well so far happy with it and uh, when does the conference play in the NCAA tournament begin well the conference tournament is the first week of March uh, so our last game is on the 25th so that following week will be the MIAA conference tournament and then typically the national tournament NCAA tournament starts the week after that so it happens pretty quickly and something that's really neat this year is the women's basketball final four starts March 31st and goes I think to April 2nd or 3rd um, the NCAA division Division two and Division three national championship games will be played in Dallas at the Final Four. Oh, wow. So that is a really exciting. I hope a lot of people will get out and support women's basketball, but, but particularly for our level, the NCAA Division two national championship game will be um, at the Final Four this year, um, which is something very special. It's, I think only happened once before, which I 
got an opportunity to watch that and it was incredible. I mean, just so much fun. So that's really awesome. Uh, Coach Fall and Courtney, thank you guys both. It was great talking with you. Thank you for coming in. Um, I cannot wait for the upcoming games ahead. Get your tickets at goriverhawksgo.com. Thank you for listening to the Hot Talk podcast. You can find us at industrynews.com, Spotify, or follow our social media pages at TNE News on Instagram, Twitter, and the Northeastern on Facebook for the latest NSU news. The NSU Playhouse invites you to a night of laughter and fun with five women wearing the same dress. The show, written by Alan Ball and directed by NSU's own Dr. Robin Pursley, revolves around five bridesmaids avoiding the bride who they all secretly dislike. Starring both current students and alum, the show will take place at 7.30 p.m. on April 10th through the 13th at the NSU Playhouse located in downtown Tahlequah. The show will also be the fourth Golden Llama competition presented by NSU Drama. Student organizations with the most members in attendance of the show will win the Golden Llama Trophy. Who will be the student organization with the most members in attendance? Purchase tickets for the show at nsuplayhouse.ludus.com. That's nsuplayhouse.ludus.com.